0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air, online showcase for the best in independent, documentary, and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We're joined today by... The uh, director and producer of this wonderful new documentary. It just uh, it's screening at the Newport Beach Film Festival. I know it's screening this coming Monday at five o'clock here in Newport. Uh, And you want to check this out. It's called Sawdust and Sand: The Art of Douglas Miller. And Douglas Miller is a fixture, uh, an icon, if you will, in the in the community of the beachside community of Laguna Beach. And uh, Jason Blaylock is, uh, is, is a man who uh, has obviously discovered him and done a, a nice documentary, a really well done documentary about this uh, very gentle soul photographer, artist, painter, and, and that would be Douglas Miller. Uh, Jason Blaylock, welcome to uh, Film School.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Well, thank you for being here. Um, well, I guess the obvious question is how did you find out or how did you come to know Douglas Miller?
1: Uh, well, I grew up in Laguna to, you know, elementary school and junior high and high school in Laguna, and Doug was, was always a guy that was, you know, he was always around, you know, a, uh, classic street photographer, kind of wandering the streets, uh, taking pictures of people, talking to people, uh, and, um, you know, he's a little bit of a kooky character, I guess, you know, um. Yeah. So everyone definitely, you know, you could describe him. Hey, you know the guy with the uh, cut off jean shorts and the and the big, you know, the big glasses and the long hair, uh, yeah. you know. And everyone everyone knows him. But uh, you know, we didn't necessarily uh, make friends with him because he was you know kind of an eccentric character. And adults and we were kids. Yeah. Um, but then I rediscovered him. I guess uh, looking at Facebook. Maybe a year and a half ago, some pictures of me popped up from high school, and I said, oh, wow, these are cool pictures. Who took them? And I saw Doug's face, you know, as, as the uh, as the photographer of the, you know, how Facebook works, where there's a little picture in the corner of whose page something came from. And I was like, oh, my God, that guy had film in the camera the whole time. You, know, <laughs> you, he, were, you, you were kind um, of surprised you know, he,
0: to realize that, I guess.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, we weren't sure because no one <laughs> ever saw any of his photos. You know, all through the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, he was taking pictures, but it's not like he ever had a, uh, you know, uh, a photo show at a gallery, or a book or a museum show. You know, nothing. He never saw his photos.
0: Okay. So you so you see these photos of yourself and your friends and you're thinking, like you said, oh my God, he actually took photos. Uh, how long after that did you, decide you wanted to pursue this did you connect with uh douglas miller
1: right away what happened well yeah i, I mean I'm a, I'm a documentary filmmaker and i'm always looking for stories and i especially like stories that have kind of a personal connection you know stories that that maybe i i have an insight to that no one else does i mean i guess i could i could you know go to Afghanistan and make a film there or, you know, do, you know make something about a topic, uh, Syria or, some, you know, go to some place where, where, you know, there's breaking news and people are hungry for information. But my, uh, my kind of uh, focus has always been find a subject that's kind of near and dear to me and pursue that. And I've always wanted to make a film about Laguna. I left Laguna when I was 18 and now I'm over 40, so, you know, it's been quite some time, but I've always kind of had this weird connection to Laguna where, you know, I tell people I'm from Laguna, and they say, ooh, fancy, you know. (laughs) But in the 70s and 80s, Laguna was not particularly fancy. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I guess it was, but it was bohemian. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of hippies. There's a lot of street people, homeless people, people. you know, there's a Hare Krishna temple on the end of my street where I grew up. So, you know, it's a much more diverse place than, than people realize, and certain kind of economic factors led to it becoming this kind of elite community now. And, and I've always wanted to tell the story of Laguna, and I think Doug's photos are a perfect opportunity because yeah. he took a roll of film a day for 44 years. Yeah. So that's, you know, 350,000 photos we have to look at.
0: Isn't that amazing? I, 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 uh, I, you know, I live in this area, so I, where I'm broadcasting from, uh, the University of California Irvine. I've lived uh-huh. here. I, yeah. I basically, I was in, I lived in Laguna for a basically a cup of coffee length of time, but it, it's, uh-huh. it, it's, it's really kind of a community that you can immediately put your arms around. It's not the, the kind of the core of, La, of Laguna Beach is very accessible. And it's a place where, uh, as opposed to a lot of beach communities, a lot of communities in Southern California, anywhere, that you can really get to know people pretty quickly. It, it's really—it's it, felt very collegial. I lived there in the 70s, so I, 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 I know what you're talking about. It was very much bohemian. It was very bohemian. It was really—you weren't quite sure— uh, you might see Timothy Leary on the streets of Laguna Beach in the mm, 70s. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was that kind of a place. So. Uh, yeah,
1: I hadn't thought of that. It, it is an easy place to get to know people. I mean, I've spent time out in Irvine. And, um, I mean, you know, go park But <laughs> it's not. It's, aren't you guys the the Aardpark?
0: That's the Anteaters, but that's close enough. <laughs> oh, the Anteaters. <laughs> oh, I had
1: a It's amazing. Right. Um, I remember. Uh, Going out to Irvine, you know, and, and walking around, and you, you can't meet people on the street because it's just not built that way. Yeah. You know, it's not a walking city, and you're right, Laguna's a very walkable place. Yeah. And Doug doesn't, uh, Doug doesn't drive. He walks everywhere. He's never gotten a driver's license. Right. He walks and he takes the bus. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that aspect of it. It is a place where you do get to know everybody.
0: Well, it used to be uh, very much more than it is now. It used to be an artist colony. It really was an artist colony. And how many communities Uh do you know that have a... You know, a history of people who stand on a street corner to greet people as they come into the community. Mm -hmm. And Laguna has at least two or three different people who have filled that role as the greeter. So it just, it's a very inviting place to be. It's obviously, I don't think there's a better stretch of beaches along the certainly Southern California coastline, maybe in all of California, that matches it in terms of, you know, diversity and beauty. It's really spectacular. Yeah. But uh, Yeah, well
1: that's what it attracted all the artists there in the first place back in the, you know, thirties and forties when painters from Los Angeles started going down the laguna to paint, you know, seascapes and things like that. Yeah. But then, you know, that's that was his downfall and that, that beauty uh, just drove up the price of, of living there to the point where most of those artists are gone. Yeah and uh, Doug 's one of the last remaining ones. you know he lived in a you know, ramshackle place down by the beach that was given to him the right? house was given to him by by an elderly woman who you know when she uh you know left the house she left it to Doug and his family for free so you know he 's been really lucky to have this great house and studio to live in because you know he he really doesn 't you know he doesn't make a lot of money. He's a yeah. he's an artist. Well, and, you know he paints and he takes photos.
0: <laughs> yeah, let, let's do a commercial, a little commercial for uh, Douglas Miller. First of all, I want to let our listeners know that we're speaking with Jason Blaylock. He is the director of the film Sawdust and Sand: The uh, the, the Art of Douglas Miller, um, and it'll be screening at the Newport Beach Film Festival. Its fact this coming Monday. <laughs> It'll be screening at 5 o'clock. At least one screening that I know of is 5 o'clock this coming Monday, April 27th. So uh, are there other screenings of the of it at the Newport Beach Film Festival?
1: Well, you know, I tried to get a weekend screening because I live up in Oakland, so it's a little difficult to get time off of work. And uh, they couldn't do it, but they said that if the show sells out, they, will, they add screenings. Or, uh- you know, any screening that sells out, they add. Uh, Extra screening. So I'll be there Monday at 5. Okay. And it's at the big Newport, which is so great, because that's the theater I went to as a kid. Yeah. That's that's where I saw, you know... uh, Star Wars? I don't know, Ferris Dealers Day Off. Yeah, okay.
0: (laughs) Well, Star Wars, I remember being down there for... You know, the, sort of the big movies of the day. I remember seeing. Yeah. Oh, back in yeah. Night. I mean, that was. That was
1: the theater to go to. So this is very exciting. Jaws.
0: Jaws was a great place to see Jaws. It scared that snot Yeah, you beat me there. I, 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 I didn't
1: move to Southern California until. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think it was Jaws 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably thought Jaws 2 or it. Jaws 3 there.
0: Yeah. Well, it's. It, yeah. It will, okay. So let's give a little commercial to Douglas Miller. I recognize the sort of the location. I think. Tell me, is it near the Jack in the Box? Is it kind of down in that part of uh, Laguna the, that his 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 little studio is located? It,
1: yeah, it's uh yeah, if you two two or three blocks past Jack in the Box, there on the right,
0: it's on the right. The so, so a past, little
1: green, yeah, green. Uh, kind of sh- uh, shack looking building across the street from a from a car wash. Well, and that is yeah. Doug's studio. Okay. But you know, if you really want to see Doug's uh, art. Just look up Douglas Miller on Facebook. Facebook. Okay. And he has, I think at this point, he has 30,000 photos on his Facebook page. Oh, shit. And, you know, that, that, that's where he built this community, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, and now I'm going to sound like I'm doing a commercial for Facebook. But uh, it wasn't until Facebook that he was able to have a way to show his photos. Because, yeah. as he says in the film, it's very hard to sell a photo, yeah. especially in a place like Laguna, where people want to buy a you know, a painting of the sea, right. you know with some seagulls, and you know, yeah. um, you know he he takes kind of rough looking photos of people on the street, and they're not all beautiful, you know. He shows all the faces of Laguna, you know, some of the, you know, the alleys as well as the main street, you know, the the things people might not even associate with Laguna. I mean, he just snapping pictures of everything. And so I kind of had to curate that. You know, he gave me 28,000 photos, which is less than 10% of his photos. He gave me 28,000 photos to select from for my film. So you'll see, you know, a few hundred in the film of my favorite. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, if you want to look at his photos, hey, and maybe there's a picture of you. If you spent time with you in the seventies and eighties, write to yourself.
0: Well, there you That's go. What happened to me. Yeah, and just and by the way, the photos that you selected are beautiful. I mean, I'm sure that there, as you said, there's kind of a rough quality to his work, but I think you know, in the in sort of uh, pulling out as he describes in the film he's got probably close to 350,000 actual photos that he's taken. And uh-huh. and just to let people know kind of the method to his madness is he takes, am I correct, at least one r- roll of film every day. Is, that, am, is am I saying that correct? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, these days, you know, he's 65, but he doesn't get around as much as he used to. Yeah. And he's also doing digital. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's harder to come by... Uh, the old style film back, you know, in the, you know in the seventies and eighties, that was the only film, so it was easier to get. And now, you know, now he's doing digital, and and he takes a lot more in the summer too. Yeah. Um. So he'll be doing you know two or three rolls a day in the summer. Sometimes in the winter he'll slow down. Right. I, but I, uh, go, ahead. go ahead.
0: No, I, I was going to say, in, in terms of the film that you've done with him, um, Sawdust and Sand, the I mean, I in a way, this sort of a, an echo of the documentary that was uh, was very popular last year, uh, Finding Vivian Meyer. I, I think there's an, mm-hmm. there's an element, certainly, of that. It's sort of discovery of, a, of who may not be the most classically beautiful photographer uh, that you've ever seen, but very good work. I thought it was very good, what, what you showed in the film. And again, it is kind of a living history over a 40-, 40, 45-year period of one of the most iconic beach communities in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love, Finding Vivian Meyer was my inspiration Okay. In this film. I I like that film so much I saw it twice. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal movie. Isn't it? And, you know, I'm unaware of any other Chicago street photographer. You know, it's like we're so lucky to live in a place where we had a street photographer like, Doug, yeah, to kind of record the history, and you know because time, you know, things change so fast now. Yeah, things are gone. You know, uh, the amount of businesses that shut down in Laguna and are replaced by kind of you know more high end um, franchise kind businesses of businesses that, yeah. that are that are yeah. that are aimed toward tourists. Right. You know, it it happens, and there's no slowing it down. There's no stopping it. Right. And Doug doesn't let that just happen he gets a picture of it right he doesn't necessarily fight against it he just gets a picture of it right
0: yeah no it, it's great to see again uh, you know looking at those photos looking at the early days of the sawdust festival uh, which really people like uh, Doug Miller built that you know now it's considered you know a, a must stop for people coming into this area that you know, people look forward to it uh, it was kind of it was him and the rest of those artists that you uh, some of whom you you identified in in your film, or uh, the people that built that. And they built, in so many ways, you're right, they're victims of their own success. They built up that community as a, as a place to go. The, the pictures, the photos, the, uh, the paintings uh, of this iconically beautiful beach community, and now it's been basically uh, co-opted by the people who have money, who've come in and mm-hmm. turned it yeah. into something different.
1: Yeah, we got to find another place to go. I'm thinking Mexico.
0: Well, there you go. Well, I'm I'm of the opinion this is just a wild theory on my part, but I I really do envision a point in which so many there's so many ex-California and ex-Patriots, uh, Patriots, ex-Americans down in Baja that we're going to essentially colonize it in the next you know yeah yeah we are
1: we are doing that now in places like you know Sayulita yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, increasingly. You know, there is still an element. uh, There still is that that kind of 60s, 70s bohemian element in Laguna. Yes, Out in the canyon. Yeah. And, you know, they they find their little pockets. And Doug Doug is kind of, you know, he's of that era. You know, they're still there. Yeah. So they found a way to survive in Laguna. But, hey, listen, if people can't make the movie Monday at 5 p.m. at the Newport Beach Film Festival... Definitely uh, check out Doug's work on Facebook. And if you want to meet Doug, he is at the Sawdust Festival every day in the summer. He's not one of those artists that puts up his paintings and walks away. He is at his uh, booth, you know, eight, ten hours a day all summer. And, and, he's, and it's great to go meet him. He's yeah, full of stories. Yeah,
0: he's very approachable. He's also a musician. I think we should point that out. as a painter, a photographer, mm-hmm. a very accessible man. And I'm going to again for people who are looking for his studio, because it's a small place. You're in Laguna, and you're heading south, and you go past the surf and sand, and you head past Mozambique. Look on the other right-hand side of the road as you go down the road. Look for a little green shack-looking place, not terribly far from the radio station. There's a radio station down there now. Just a couple of maybe a few steps away from that. Uh and you see that auto detailing place on the right hand side. That's his studio. I assume he spends a fair amount of time there. Uh and he needs to be supported. He does every day. Yeah. He
1: paints three he tries to paint three paintings a day. God. Well, you know, uh you know, but not in the summer, uh, yeah. fall, yeah. winter, and spring. So that he could sell them at the SATA Festival. He paints 500, five hundred, six hundred paintings a year.
0: Wow, oh, that's amazing. Well, well, Jason. I mean, they're little. They're
1: postcard-sized. Right?
0: So. Yeah, they're, they're they're cool, though. But they're of Laguna, and and you're yeah. right. Those are the things that people buy, because it, you know, cause that's what they do. But uh, but and yeah. they're nice. I'm not degrading what he. I've what I saw in the film. He's done some very nice work uh, across the spectrum of platforms and mediums. He he's, uh-huh. he's an artist. Uh, before I let you get away, Jason Blaylock, the director of uh, Sawdust and Sand and Saw. But I'm saying that way. Sawdust and Sand. Uh, the art of Douglas Miller. Um, what other f- films are you working on now? Are you uh, what? What can you plug away? If you're something you've got coming up.
1: Well, uh, I mostly work for uh, for long form documentary filmmakers uh, as a cinematographer. Okay. So I can't necessarily <laughs> I can't necessarily plug anything right now. But uh, well, I've been working. Uh, uh, on a number of different films, but yeah, they're not my films. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm what, a cinematographer primarily.
0: What other films, uh, documentaries, might we what might we know your work?
1: Um, I shot a good portion of a film called Spark, which okay. is about uh, Burning Man, and that did fairly well. I think it's on Showtime.
0: I, I've had the film director um, on for that. I we we had him on, so yes, okay, that's great. That was oh, great. you did, yeah.
1: Oh, cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Hey, gosh, you caught me off guard oh, here. That's all right. uh, I shoot a lot of television. I shoot a lot of reality television. Okay. Right. <laughs> all
0: right. And how can people? Uh, how you can know, people plug which in? I
1: will not plug. Oh. But um, you know, it's hard being a filmmaker because yeah. you know these things cost a lot of money. I made this film with ne- with with no money, and so uh, yeah. you know, basically, what I go, what I do is I go out and I work. I film for other people, and then. Um, I take my money and I spend it making the films that I want. Yeah. So,
0: well, if people want to find out yeah. more about you, they can go to what? Jason Blaylock. <laughs> what do they go to?
1: Uh, JasonBlaylock.com. You yeah, okay. can see all sorts of stuff. And they, I do a lot of you know journalism, so I do you know I shoot for Al Jazeera, New York Times, okay. and, uh, um, MSNBC, you know things like that. Um, and you won't necessarily see my name on it, but i put it on my website.
0: Well, this film, Sawdust and Sand, uh, the art of uh, Douglas Miller, is terrific. It's got a nice pace to it. The photos you pulled out for uh, for the film look great. I like the music in it. It's a very cool little documentary that you put together uh, celebrating the life and the times of uh, a, a pretty terrific artist uh, by the name of Douglas Miller or Doug Miller. Um, so... Um, Gosh, thank you. I'm I'm really glad we had a chance to talk. And uh, for those who are going to the screening, that would be Monday, April 27th, five o'clock. Jason will be there for the Q and A. That's at the Big Newport. Wow, Big Newport. And and
1: Doug, Doug will be there too.
0: And Doug will be there too. So th- yeah. Okay. Hey, I
1: heard you were giving away tickets on the air. Is that is that happening? Uh,
0: we're gonna. I was gonna do that.
1: Uh, yeah. Yes. Later in the show, I was gonna try to call in, but I, I need another thug. <laughs> Well, I'm trying win them myself.
0: Well <laughs> I, I I actually uh, was it caught me off. You caught me off guard. I actually have given away some tickets for the screening already. Oh, you've already given. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But right. but I and I sort of intended to give them away during Fun drive, but the Fun drive starts on Monday, which would make it a little uh-huh. awkward. I, I don't know how many we'd be It'll able be a to. Tight do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you do
1: what you need to do. <laughs> okay, I
0: will, Jason. All right, well, and you too. And I'll, continu- I'll
1: see you on Monday. Very Thanks good. So much.
0: Yeah, continue the good work, and I look forward to to more of it. So, thank you, Jason Blaylock, for being here on Film School.